KNS. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates, Jennings & Ayers Funeral Home, SoCo Roofing & Restoration, First Bank serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and Rutherford County, Parks Auction Company, they'll handle everything, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance and Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Welcome into all sports talk on this Tuesday. The old pro making his way to his seat, uh, Dick Palmer, longtime voice of Middle Tennessee sports. Uh, how you doing, long time, Tim? Long-time Little League coach and long-time – a lot of things, Dick. <laughs> that fair to say? <laughs> you know, this is supposed to be my off-season for radio. This is the third time I've been on radio mm. in the last week. Well, I'm honored that you decided <laughs> to join us as well then. Tip, uh, Chip had Bill Shacklin and I on uh, Wednesday morning on his show. Uh-huh. Uh, talking about little, talking little league stuff mostly, and that was a fun program. And then uh, I don't know if if you know Joe Holloway from Jackson. I don't think I do. Joe had me on Saturday morning. He's got a uh, sports talk show on down there, and so we we talked a lot about different things. You know, I was down there for seven or eight years uh, working radio, high school and uh, college games and stuff. So. We had a good time doing that. You've uh, done a lot of things in your lifetime as far as broadcasting is concerned. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I have. You know, you, know, you know, the one that comes to my mind that most folks won't know what I'm talking about when I say the Memphis Tams, uh, the American uh, Basketball Association that turned into the – that was the red, white, and blue basketballs and the Kentucky Colonels and Indiana Pacers. And, and that league lasted 10 years. I've worked five years in that league. I was in Memphis the whole time they were there, and uh, they they had three different nicknames in the five years, but the only one that people remember are the Tams. Now, can you tell me the other two nicknames? Oh, I had no idea. The Tams the only one I'd ever known. <laughs> uh, and the Tams, let's talk that one first. Well, why is it the Tams? It's Tennessee. Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi. Right there trying to draw from everybody. Yeah, right there, right there. Anyway, uh, when the team, the team was previously in New Orleans, they were known as the uh, New Orleans Buccaneers. Okay, yeah. And they moved to Memphis, and they couldn't come up with a good, with a good name for the team. So, so they came up with Tams. I mean. No, <laughs> no, they came up with the Memphis Pros. Okay. And uh, so we were the Memphis Pros the first two years. Charles O. Finley who owned the Oakland A's, bought the team, actually saved it from uh, saved it from going under financially. 
And then they had a, a big uh, naming contest, the uh, newspaper there did, and the Tams was the one that worn out. So we were the Tams for two years. The fifth year that I was there, the team was bought by Mike Storen, who was the former president of the league, former owner of the Kentucky Colonels. There you go. I knew that. I knew that name. Yep. Mike Storen bought the team, and they changed the name of the team to the Sounds. So we were the Memphis Sounds for the uh, the last year that that I was there, and the last year that the team was was there. So we had five years there, three different nicknames. So some fun names in that league: the Spirits of St. Louis, the Virginia Squires. Oh yeah. Uh, Come on, San Diego. Didn't they have a team? San Diego, San Diego Conquistadors. Conquistadors, that's what I thought, yeah. And the uh, New York Nets, the Miami Floridians, the Dallas Chaparrales, San Antonio Spurs, the Denver Nuggets, and uh, Indiana Pacers. Of the, of the uh, ten years the league was in existence, only two teams – who started the very first year were still there at the end of the 10 years. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, Indiana Pacers. And Kentucky Colonels. And the Kentucky Colonels. Indiana Pacers were absorbed into the NBA. Right. The Kentucky Colonels dissolved. Well, as you're going through those names, someone someone are remembering the Denver Nuggets, the San Antonio Spurs that are in the NBA now. Yeah. they Were there four they, teams that – New York Nets. New York Nets, Denver Nuggets, San Antonio Spurs, and the Indiana Pacers yeah. were all absorbed into the NBA. And question was, as that was posed to me uh, Saturday on that show, was uh, could the uh, teams in the ABA compete with the teams in the NBA? And the, my answer was absolutely. Uh, the, two, the two leagues played – interleague exhibition games before mm -hmm. every season and they came out just about 50 50. of course uh, the best teams at our league were the pacers and the colonels and they would and the nets and they would take on uh, good teams out of the nba and they would well they'd basically split split uh, games with the with the nba so yeah and then a lot of the teams a lot of the players that weren't on the Four teams that were absorbed uh, went on to play for other teams in the NBA. So. Right. And that uh, was the 60s and early 70s, I guess? Yeah, that was 19. The league started in 1967, went through 1976. Okay. I, I know I, I lived in Louisville area. My brother and mother still there. Uh, so Dad was good enough to take us to some Kentucky Colonels basketball games. Of course, Kentucky Colonels playing in Freedom Hall, same place the University of Louisville was playing at the time. Freedom John Hall. Dromo was the U of L coach at at that time, and uh, I'd see players like Artis Gilmore, Dan Issel. You know, they Dabier, only won Darryl one. They only won one championship in the ten years. That was 1975. That was when they had big artists and uh, Dan Issel and Louis Dampier and. Uh, host of others, and uh, Hubie Brown was their coach. Went on to coach in the uh, NBA for a long time. Well, that that's the professional side of things. You And you talked about already being on a radio show this week, talking about Little League Baseball, yeah. which you've been part of for 50-some-odd years. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. And you kind of give the history of Little League Baseball here in Murfreesboro. <laughs> well, it started in 1950. 
There was no uh, little league baseball originated in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where the World Series is still played in 1938, the year I was born. Uh, it got to Murfreesboro in 1950, and the Kiwanis Club sponsored four teams, and they were aged 9, 10, 11, and 12. And it was the only year I got to play uh, organized Little League Baseball, my 12-year-old year. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the same time— And they were probably playing in a ballpark that does not exist anymore. Do what now? They probably played at a ballpark that does not even exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, we played our games at the campus school. You know, the, the, you know the topography of the We're campus about school. We're in the front, about the behind the school. Okay, there's a little in decline. You know, it was a hill and it goes down, or at least there was. And we played down at the bottom of that hill, and uh, the street that ran parallel to the field I think was maybe Lytle I'm not sure well Lytle certainly is is on one side yeah. of the and so that was school. kind of the that was kind Between of the, Bell Street and Lytle yeah Lytle that uh, that was kind of the extent of, of left field <laughs> was that uh, was that field but uh, and then the uh, the league uh, gradually we got more kids involved and the Optimus Club started a league with four teams and then the VFW and FOP combined and started another league with four teams well that went on for a while and the optimist and the VFW combined and made an eight-team league the Kiwanis still had their four teams I think and they'd probably expanded some by then but now we're talking about up into the 60s, and that's really I, when I kind of got involved in the coaching end of it because I, I played Little League, like I said, for one year and then Babe Ruth League for three years, 15, 13, 14, 15. But after that, there was no more baseball to be played. Uh, our high school, Central High School, did not have a baseball team. We had football, men's and girl, boys and girls basketball. That's all we had. Yeah. Didn't have baseball, didn't have track, didn't have anything, but but those three. So if you wanted to play baseball, if you were good enough, you could try out for the uh, American Legion, which I wasn't good enough to do that. And you could uh, go out in the county and play for some of these county pickup teams, uh, community teams. Yes. So, or you could play slow pitch softball, which I finally wound up doing. But uh, if you wanted to play, you know, the opportunities after you got up to be 16, 17, 18 years old were pretty limited. Times have changed a lot. They the really number have. of school teams that you talk about, I think there's 18 varsity sports now sponsored in Rutherford County schools for the, for the most part. Not all will have everything, right. but, uh, and you got lacrosse coming on board for sure. Uh, rumor has it, and I think it'll happen, is girls flag football is on the horizon. We'll see that as a sponsor for it. Bowling? Bowling has been is has been there already and yep. uh, swimming and things like that. Let's let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about something more recent like baseball and basketball okay. that you broadcast now from Middle Tennessee. <laughs> You're listening to All Sports Talk. 
All right, guys, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but make sure you do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and then they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance, and they check everything, including PSA, which is your prostate level. And they check thyroid, liver and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment, including monitored self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month. So no need to come to the center each week. Make your health a priority and schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Hey, if you're looking to wind down after a hard day's work or enjoy a night out with your friends, let me suggest Fat Willie's Sports Bar and Grill located on River Rock Boulevard. Fat Willie's features nine regulation pool tables, steel tip darts, and buzz time trivia and poker. The beer prices are excellent and they have a huge selection as well as five craft beers on tap daily. Fat Willie's also has your favorite bar foods. Live trivia is held every Tuesday night and pool tournaments are held throughout the week. So if you're looking for a cozy and affordable sports bar with all the amenities, be sure to check out Fat Willie's on River Rock Boulevard next to the Animal Center. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Tim Tackett in for Monty Hale today. The voice you just heard, Dick Palmer, my guest, the old pro. you got to brush up on your name calling, Dick. You, you, the last few years, the, the number of foreign players on the women's basketball team who you broadcast for Middle Tennessee has increased. And uh, some of the names are not too bad, but some of them can get a little tricky, can't they? Yeah, and I haven't gotten a pronunciation guide yet. So, <laughs> uh, I, I know we have uh, two heads coming in from Russia. Uh, one six five sophomore, uh, whose name is Ayulia Grabois-Grabuskava. That's a. I'm just giving that a uh, college try. An, an uneducated guess. Uh, Stanislava Kabernik is a freshman, six one. She's also from Russia. Dora Van Ritz is a freshman from Hungary. She's a guard, six-footer. 
And then an easy one is Jada Harrison. <laughs> She's a freshman. That's not a foreign country. Westwood is not a foreign country. She's from Martin Westview, <laughs> Martin, Tennessee. And she's 5'8". And then we've got Sipa Choyus, who is uh, a guard, a tr- transfer uh, out of the transfer portal from Florida International in our league, where she made the all-freshman team last year. And uh, I've seen her play. She's a good player. Didn't do very well against us, but uh, very few of them did, you know, last year. And then we've got... Uh, uh, returning players. Everybody is returning with the exception of Cassinia and uh, uh, Alexis Whittington, the two seniors, and of course uh, Courtney Blakely, who transferred to Arizona. So that's going to be about the makeup of the team. And you said that uh, the foreign players typically are not here during the summertime for workouts like most other players would be so well it's kind of hard to, to judge yet where yeah, we're at if they were from the adjoining 48 they would probably be here but uh <clears throat> no jada harrison the kid from martin i understand had some surgery foot surgery uh, probably not going to be ready to go until maybe first of november so hopefully uh get her ready for the season to last start. year a stellar year for sure and did very disappointing <laughs> First round NCAA game. I know the kids were very disappointed. Not not just the loss, but not being just not playing their best game and, and playing against a team that probably played their best game of the year. You know, if you saw that game, I'm sure you did. Yeah, I did. Uh, we we probably under underestimated Colorado a little bit because they had watched them on tape and uh, watched and scouted them and and everything, but. When you see a team in person for the first time, it's a little bit different than watching them on film. And uh, they were just big, strong, and they shot the ball exceptionally well against us that night. Now, you know who Colorado opens up with this uh, this season? I do not know. LSU. Oh, the national champions. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, I guess it'll be in Baton Rouge. I think it's probably one of those either Alaska or Hawaii okay. tournaments. But, okay, uh, got you. And the, and the, the gals are playing in a tournament. You going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we're going to play in uh, the Bahamas battle for the battle for Atlantis yes. in in the Bahamas. Yeah, and I at one time I knew the the makeup of that tournament. Let's see if I can. Well, it's, I know there's four or five up here. really big time schools. Uh, should be very good competition. You, by the way, you got your speedos ready to go. You're not paying attention. No, I don't see the uh, I don't see the other teams in that tournament, but there'll be there'll be quality teams. You know. For sure. What Let's, was the uh, question now? While I was looking that I up, said, I said, "Have you got your speedos ready to go? Your speedos." <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I've I've never uh, had to have a passport before. I had to go in last week and apply for a passport. You don't have to have a passport to go to Martin, Tennessee? No, to <laughs> the Bahamas. <laughs> oh, let's go ahead and take a break. Chip Walters is up. We're going to talk Middle Tennessee baseball after that, and then some Major League Baseball as well on All Sports Talk. Premier Six Theater on Broad in Jackson Heights. Let's all go to the Check out what's showing at MurfreesboroMovies.com. Popcorn popped fresh daily. Movies. 
is up for good old music. Premier 6 on Broad in Jackson Heights. Good afternoon. We see a steady flow of traffic right now. I-40 East out through Hermitage, passing the airport as you continue towards Wilson County, uh, towards Lebanon. It's in pretty good shape right now on 65 through Madison. It's just heavy all the way up into Goodlettsville, south of Nashville. Watch for some radar in that southern part of Williamson County on 65 South down in the Spring Hill area. It's time to call Crest Pest Control, especially if you've got a mosquito problem this summer. These guys will get rid of them for you. Check out their website at CrestPestControl.net. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. WGNS. Listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi there, 12 and a now, $15. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. This is Monty Hale for SoCo Roofing and Restoration. They're local here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. They gladly offer free inspections. If they determine there is damage to your roof, they'll walk you through the entire process. Find them online at southernroofexperts.com or give Donnie Shattuck a call at 615-801-9837. That's 615-804-9837. SoCo Roofing and Restoration, your local trusted roofing expert. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report from Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Sponsored by Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help. A true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go blue. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Layup bench, cold. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider Athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and let's talk a little bit about the Ohio Valley Conference. 
the OVC celebrating 75 years as a league and uh, were certainly upset about 25 years ago when Middle left the league and went on to the Sun Belt at the time and now in Conference USA. But the Blue Raiders, for 50 years, had a great presence in conference or in, in the Ohio Valley Conference. Well, as they celebrate 75 years, they are uh, also releasing their 75-year team in different sports. Well, football was, was announced uh, a week or so ago, and there were some there were great players from middle who made that list, but several uh, fairly interesting omissions. Well, now they have released the women's basketball and men's basketball 75th anniversary teams. And, and on the women's side, you think about how dominant Middle Tennessee's women were in the 1980s and in the 1990s in the OVC. And they have two players who made the list, Jennifer McFall and Kim Webb. Kim Webb, of course, has her jersey in the uh, in Murphy Center retired. And Larry Joe Inman was one of the coaches listed as one of the 75th anniversary coaches. But, uh, boy, a ton of great players from middle uh, apparently not getting a sniff there. On the men's side, uh, again, the Blue Raiders – played basketball in the OVC for 50 years and uh, had great teams in the mid-70s, uh, in the mid to late 80s, up into the early 90s in particular. Three players were named to the 75th anniversary team. Jerry Beck, Tim Cisneros, and George Sorrell. So there are obviously some omissions there, but also one on the coaching side, Jimmy Earl not on the list, and I think that's a, a bit of an injustice. But the OVC has held a grudge against Middle since they left the league in uh, 1998 because it took until June 2nd of this year for Dean Hayes to be named to the OVC Hall of Fame. So it's out there on the on ovcsports.com. You can find the full list that's out there. But congratulations to Jennifer McFall, Kim Webb, Jerry Beck, Tim Cisneros, George Sorrell, and Larry Joe Inman as they were named to the women's and men's 75th anniversary team for the OVC. All right, 629 Day coming up, a chance to celebrate all things Murfreesboro. To mark the occasion, Middle Tennessee State University is teaming up with Nobody Trashes Tennessee and the Tennessee Department of Transportation's official litter prevention campaign to help clean up the Stones River Greenway. In addition to the beautification of the Greenway, the cleanup aims to help raise awareness of Tennessee's litter problem. At any given time, there are more than 88 million pieces of litter on Tennessee's public roads, down from 100 million in 2016, as indicated in TDOT's 2022 Visible Litter Study. So again, be looking for Blue Raiders student-athletes to be out on the Greenway coming up on Thursday. And congratulations go out to uh, Helen Pena as she has now been elevated to associate head coach of the women's softball team. That coming from head coach Jeff Breeden earlier in the day. All right, that is it for today. We'll have more for you coming up tomorrow.
Looking for a charming home close to downtown and MTSU? Look no further than this three-bedroom, two-bathroom, zero-lot line at 1341 Sharon Court. This home features a spacious living room, an open kitchen, and a primary suite on the main floor. It could be perfect for a family or a couple who wants to live in the middle of everything while still in a private neighborhood. Call for a showing today, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Switching is easy. You do it all the time. You switch on the lights, you switch on TV channels, and you can switch and save with State Farm. Hello, I'm State Farm Agent Deb Insel, and I can switch you over so you can start saving today. My team and I are ready to welcome you to State Farm Neighborhood. It's easy to switch and save. Just give me a call at 931-684-5274. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Tim Tackett in for Monty Hale today. Tomorrow I'll have uh, be here as well. Lee DeLeon, the uh, Executive Associ- Associate Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee, will be my guest tomorrow. Hope you'll join me for that. Dick Palmer is with me now. Dick, let's let's talk a little bit about the, what Chip talked about. The OVC Middle was a member for fifty years. Went Division One in football from one double A to Division One single A in ninety eight. Right. Uh, think about how difficult it would be to to try to put together a seventy five year team in a conference because there's nobody alive that's seen enough of those players to to really make a good choice, and and so it's it's. It's going to be very difficult to, to justify it to a lot of folks, but I, I, I hope they did the best they could do. Yeah, we we saw a lot of great players come through here, of course. And uh, uh, how many did he say we had on that? Three? Is that all he said? Three. Yeah. And, and two on the women's team, am I right? Which Jennifer McFarlane and Kim Webb, I believe, was only two. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, there, there were a lot of teams came and went. Although the OVC was pretty stable for most of the, its existence, but they had some comings and goings. I remember when we brought Akron and uh, East, Eastern Illinois Youngstown and Youngstown State. all came in the league, yeah. And we had to start making those long road trips yeah. up north, and uh, and now they're they're somewhere else. I guess they're in the summit or something. I don't know where they are. There, I, I can't remember where anybody is anymore <laughs> well you heard it as well as i not not too back too far back that folks you're earning let's we should be going back to the ovc which wasn't going to happen but dick right now there's not an ovc that we recognize that's there anymore no uh, eastern uh, kentucky no. western kentucky moorhead state murray's state. gone austin p's gone yeah so that conference finally has Man, it's it's still in name only yeah. uh, the, the same but very much like conference usa was for, for now, in name only, because there's four teams from last year's oh, Conference USA that's there, and uh, yep. so consistent change. But there, there is no going back to OVC boys and girls anymore because that conference would not be the same as it was. And we had some great years. I, I enjoyed as a fan, enjoyed road trips, enjoyed home games. Uh, Tennessee Tech, Austin P. Western Kentucky, we draw some huge crowds very here. Very frankly, for me, it was more fun yeah. back then because you got to know people, and they were closer, and 
proximity to to yourself and uh, and you got to see them year in and year out every year same same folks and, well let's let's go back to you and uh, the, the second team that you cover with, uh, on the radio for Middle Tennessee is uh, baseball mm-hmm. and baseball team had a Pretty good year, a very good year, I'd say, based, especially based on what the last five or six years have been like. Yeah, I thought overall we did. I thought uh, came on toward the end. Uh, I thought Coach uh, Coach Myers and his staff did a did a really good job, and I was tickled to death when they uh, they took the uh, the interim off his mm-hmm. title and, and named him. You, as, you really didn't have much doubt that that was going to happen, did you? Did what now? I said you really didn't have much doubt that that was going to happen. Oh, I, I I fully expected it to happen, but until it happened, you know, it it, it hadn't happened yet. So sure, <laughs> and that was right after the uh, tournament had a good run in the tournament, uh, all the way to the final final three in the in the championship, and uh, two of our teams went to the NCAA, Dallas Baptist, and Charlotte. Uh, don't think they either won. I don't believe they won a game, but they, they at least they win, you know, to a regional. So, kind mm-hmm. so, uh, of baseball, softball. Let's put a shout out to Jeff Breeden and the softball team for a tremendous tournament run. I think a record number of wins for the for the softball team, and 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 we're within a gnat's hair, one swing away from being in the super. Uh, yes, regional. Uh, uh, I think the team that beat them, Alabama. Uh, Went on and and did quite well in the uh, in the uh, World Series, sure. as, as I as I recall. So, but um, baseball wise, softball wise, they've been dealing with this portal thing for a long, long time. Yeah. In baseball, they've been able to transfer from year to year, uh, far back as I can remember, I guess. So we can't be too surprised when a really good player does decide to pick up and leave, especially now that NIL is in place. And the Tennessees of the world, the Alabamas of the world, can offer a cash deal that Middle Tennessee just probably can't match. Well, I think Tennessee just got through doing that with one of our softball players. Sure. So, uh, we have uh, we have two of our our pitchers uh, out at in, uh, Arizona at the uh, at the Major League Combine. Uh, Eric Swan is out of Oakland High School, and uh, and Jaden Ham. Are both out there? They're they're both juniors in eligibility, but I I kind of have the idea they'll both be drafted in the major league draft, which is coming up pretty soon. So, so it's like all the sports teams. It's difficult from year to year now to keep up with it. You mentioned men's basketball; it was very stable. The only one or two teams in the country that didn't have a transfer out of the portal or into the portal. So last year's team was very much like the year before. They did lose five or six players this year out of the portal. You know, baseball may be uh, the most stable of any of them now uh, due to what's happening in uh, in football and basketball. Uh, you know, baseball, you sign a kid, uh, the major leagues can't touch him until after his junior year. Mm-hmm. He can always pick up and go in the transfer portal, but uh, – uh, you you got him through his who's through his junior year if he if he uh, wants to stay and and play so at least you you have some stability there that uh, probably uh, basketball doesn't have based upon the players that you hope to return off the baseball team and, and maybe who they can sign what are we looking at next year you think you know our our entire outfield is going to be back 
catcher will be back. Our uh, third and first, let's see. No, we're going to lose most of our infielders because uh, Mabry, our second baseman, was a senior, and uh, Wright was a fifth-year senior, played first base. Uh, so I, I think we'll have probably two of our infielders back. All three of our outfielders are back, and, and I expect some of those outfielders will uh, maybe change a position or so, move into the infield. But he is, uh, you know, what? how you win baseball games is the pitching. I was going to say, we got to get around to pitching. Pitching and defense. And uh, he told me last year, he said, you know, this is – this is the first team that I've ever been associated with in college that had no senior pitchers. Not a one. Not a one. And so if uh, if Ham and Swan do get drafted, uh, we may not have any senior pitchers next year. <laughs> I thought he did a great job of just taking those uh, young freshmen and, and sophomores right out of high school and, and putting them in the right places and giving them uh, the opportunity to uh, – to get out and and see what they could do, and and he, he would uh, he would mix and match. I thought it did a great job doing that. And he was not afraid to pull a pitcher in the middle of an inning or even in the middle of a count if he saw that something uh, that he was not doing uh, correctly or if he was about to run out of steam. So, and for most part, those moves worked out extremely well. So. He was put in a pretty tough situation. Anytime you have a coach that leaves and fairly suddenly, yep. uh, your first job is to go in and, and make sure that the kids you've got on your roster are going to, you know, understand who the, who you're playing for now yep. and yep. and make that transition. And, and apparently it went as smooth as it can go. Yeah, the fact that he was the pitching coach last year, uh, a year before last, under Coach Tolman, and uh, of course, all the pitchers knew him, and, sure. and were social. And he he kept that he kept that title along with the head coach. So he he was the pitching coach and the head coach, so there wasn't much of a change there. He did bring in two very experienced uh, assistant coaches, uh, both of whom had had head coaching experience in college before, and and I thought they uh, I thought they were very positive influence on this team and were one of the, one of the reasons for uh, for what success we had. One of the things I learned while I was coaching Dick is sometimes I had a team that was better than the year before, but I looked at the other teams in, our, in the league or that you're going to have to play and you say that they're better than they were the year before too. Sometimes you have a team that may be not as good and wins more games because of the competition. So it's with the new Conference USA, it's very difficult right now to understand where this is going to all find its way out because we really don't know how good those teams are going to be. No, we do not. And we understand that uh, Liberty is very good. I've talked to some, some people who have uh, <clears throat> had, had their teams go up against Liberty and, and they tell me that they're, they're not going to miss a beat. Uh, Jacksonville State has always been very good in baseball and football. And Sam Houston is very good in baseball. We don't know how New Mexico State's going to be. They're kind of in a in a flux right now situation athletically with what happened with their basketball team. But um, so we, you know, there's, there's a lot of unknowns out there as far as our baseball 
opponents are going to be next year. One thing that's always surprised me, and, and I, I may be a little bit wrong, but Conference USA has had two teams in the deep south, uh, deep Florida, where you expect talent to be abundant. It's, Florida International this past year didn't have a very good year, and I just can't imagine how at that school you can't have great talent. I don't know. Florida Atlantic had another good year. They're, they seem to be always good, and they're, moving. they're one of the teams that's leaving. Florida International is staying, which uh, creates another situation as far as both basketball and uh, maybe, base, maybe more for basketball because when, when the two Florida schools were there, uh, we would go down there and, and play each school, you know, sure. on, one, on one trip. And uh, then in baseball, we would, we would play alternate years. We'd go down and play FAU one year, and the next year we'd play FIU in and, and a three-game series. But uh, now basketball is, is just looks like going to be an up-and-back uh, trip to Florida. Baseball will, will be just, just be going to, to Florida uh, maybe every other year now. So I, I don't know how it's all going to pan out. Well, it's, 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 it's going to be an adventure, and, and I guess we probably need to be very clear with each other that it may not be this way for the next two or three years. It, things are changing so suddenly you never know what's going to happen. And I know we'll talk with Lee Daly on tomorrow about how Middle Tennessee wants to be positioned when the changes are made that they can, can make the, the best move for, for us as fans. Yeah, these, these big Power Five conferences are still in flux. They're still in a, you know, with the Pac-12 losing two to the Big Ten and uh, uh, two from the Big 12 going to the SEC, and it's just, it's just mind, mind-boggling. And it it's is. all about money. You know, I think it's all about money. Well, of course it is. It's got television money. Yeah. And uh, I've said this, and I think it's very true. The SEC and Big Ten, if those two schools wanted to just form their own conference and leave everybody else behind, they could do that. I mean, SEC could have 40 teams, don't you think? Yeah, they could do it. And and, and ESPN says, yeah, we'll just – we'll take all that package and and go (laughs) on. So uh, it's a monster. That's there. Let's go and take our last break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball and anything else. 893-1450. You're welcome to give us a call if you like. When news breaks, when traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad, be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSradio.com. Good afternoon. We see a steady flow of traffic right now. I-40 East out through Hermitage, passing the airport as you continue towards Wilson County, uh, towards Lebanon. It's in pretty good shape right now on 65 through Madison. It's just heavy all the way up into Goodlettsville, south of Nashville. Watch for some radar in that southern part of Williamson County on 65 South down in the Spring Hill area. It's time to call Crest Pest Control, especially if you've got a mosquito problem this summer. These guys will get rid of them for you. Check out their website at CrestPestControl.net. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Your favorites can now be ordered online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com and tap the location closest to you. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Did you know that you can plan your funeral in advance without 
actually paying for your funeral in advance? In other words, if it's not a convenient time to pay for your funeral, you can still choose your funeral items and we'll file them away for later. Let's consider that together. You make the decisions for yourself, and when that financial window opens up, it becomes an easier decision. Call me at 615-893-2422 and let's plan together. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank, a Tennessee-owned bank. And uh, Dick, I'm Jada Harrison from Martin, Tennessee. I wouldn't be surprised there's not a First Tennessee, I mean, First Bank in Martin, wouldn't you think? A I would of, think there would of, be. A lot yes. of things. You were you were in West Tennessee for a good while. Yes. It's kind of where the the, the base of this bank is, don't you think? But they they do a great job here in Murfreesboro for sure. Yes, they do, and uh, they are out of Lexington, Tennessee, which is. Uh, in Henderson County down there in West Tennessee. Is that where WBFG is in, are they in that area, that uh, radio station? Somewhere. I, I've lost track it, of all it's those all right. it's station okay. call letters well, down there. Let's, let's go to Major League Baseball, Dick. Well, uh, your Cincinnati Reds are doing quite well, my friend. Well, they've, they've lost three in a row, and for, for, that's not news typically. But, <laughs> but, but now it's, it's news after a 12-game winning streak, and – and they were in first place going in last night. I don't know what the Brewers did, but uh, it's 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 fun to finally get to look at the box scores and, and see a score that matters one way or the other. Gave my Braves a run for the money up in uh, well, You in mentioned the that, that you watched, the, uh, and, I, and I agree with you, one of the best series that anybody could watch in the regular season at all. The games were one run, one run, one run. A lot of home runs, a lot of offense, and a lot of stolen bases, and it's just a lot of fun except for the pitchers, I guess. Not much good pitching, but. But the Braves, uh, uh, and then they, they they went home and followed that up with a with a win over Minnesota last night. So we'll see what they. See and they're on they here again tonight. tonight on this radio station six oh five. We'll get to them in a bit. Uh, I don't know if we've talked lately about the rule changes, but in Major League Baseball, but it, it, it's almost been. Ex- come to the point that nobody talks about it, which is a good thing. Yes, uh, I think they they got a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the uh, things that they were questioning worked out in spring training. Uh, the pitch clock, I think every I, – I haven't heard anybody say they don't like the pitch clock, mainly because it helps to speed up the game. Well, we all fussed about the guy stepping out of the batter's box and every oh, yeah. time wrapping his – taking his glove apart yeah. and putting it toge- yeah. together and this, that, and the other, and pitchers standing out there doing whatever. Yeah, yeah they can, so, they, yes, can do, we they, all, they get one time out. We Perfect. all fussed about that a lot. Yeah. So, so, yes, I think it's very much and, improved the game. And the pitchers have been getting the ball and getting it in. And I had very few uh, violations as far as, you know, the time expiring. Uh, the the disengagement of the piss, pitching rubber is one I really don't quite understand fully yet. They can do it twice 
and but I don't know if it's twice per batter or twice per runner. I'm I, I'm a little bit uh, confused on that. Talking about being able to throw. The, yeah, dis, you know when you disengage and throw to first base. Yeah, yeah, pickoff move. Yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> I think it's per runner. Yeah. I think if if old Dick Palmer gets on first base and and I'm able, able to throw over there and pick him off or whatever I do on the second one uh, and then I show up on first base after that I, I think they got two more shots at me. Okay, well that's... On the, after two on the third, if you don't get him out, he gets second base, which is a real change that I'm not sure how I agree with it, but Dick, it it seems like it's not created a lot of problems either. It, it has produced a lot more stolen bases because after they throw that second time, the pitcher can't check over there. Well, he and can, but he better. He can, but he better be that gum sure he's going. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think it's produced. Uh, I think people like the running game, and uh, like the excitement that it that it creates. So I, I kind of like that one. Uh, and there's some there are some other rules that uh, haven't really figured into things that much, but well, the National League for years and years and years didn't have the designated hitter. The American League did. Right. I, I think most of us would have agreed at that time. Let, let's both leagues do the same thing, whichever it happens to be. And it was obvious that it, there was no going back in the American yeah, League. Yeah, and and the COVID thing, the COVID season helped to bring that about, and, and then everybody seemed to get used to it, and they just carried it over, you know. So. So I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I, 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 Where do you judge the health of Major League Baseball right now as far as the viability? Because well, we've heard for years the, the demise of Major League Baseball, and, and I, I don't, I just don't see it. Well, I, you know, I watch the Braves game just about every night, and if I don't watch it in person, I, I tape it on my DVR and watch it later, and uh, they are selling out just about every game. Cincinnati had, as you mentioned, had three sellouts this this past weekend when they played the Braves. I think the game's in pretty good pretty good state. Uh, by the way, uh, my son and I, my, two of my sons and I, are going to go to Atlanta when the Angels come to town. We're going to see Otani play. Oh yeah, we've got tickets for one game. I hope it's the night he pitches, but you, that, that's just a shot in the dark, you know. But uh, that's going to – and he, he along with uh, Acuna, uh, have really uh, – and, and they were the two biggest vote-getters in the, in the all-star balloting, too. They've, they've really helped to, to uh, uh, create a lot of fan interest. Otani, in for those that don't know, is one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball and also one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball, a la yeah. Babe Ruth. I don't know if we've had anybody since Babe Ruth that, that been able to – to be at the top of both of those heaps. They didn't let Babe Ruth pitch very long after no. he, after he started hitting home runs, did they? Uh, uh, when he was pitching for the Red Sox, and I don't know if he pitched any for the Yankees or not. Don't think so. Yeah, but uh, he hit a bunch of home runs for them. I know that. The situation in Oakland's pretty sad to me. It is. Oakland A's uh, moving to Las Vegas apparently, uh, and I was watching something last night. Where are they going to play the next two or three years? Because Oakland surely doesn't want them. And, you know, they feel abandoned and the stadium's a wreck and they're not going to improve it now for sure. And, not, uh, and Las Vegas doesn't have a stick in the ground yet for a stadium. Well, they're going to play in that AAA stadium in uh, Las Vegas until they finish their, the new park that they're going to build out there. Yeah, uh, that the report I saw didn't 
say that for sure, but it, it seems like the logical yeah, thing. Yeah, it seats about 12,000, 14,000, something like that. It's not a team that's going to end up in Nashville, but uh, apparently sometime fairly soon, maybe in our lifetime, we're, we're all beginning but to push the – You better hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> but your thoughts on Major League Baseball in Nashville? Your thoughts on Major League Baseball in Nashville? What do you think? I, I think it'll it'll come. Yeah, I really do. And do well? I'm sure it'll do well. But the football's done well. Predators have done well. Nashville is a destination city, which which helps a lot. That's why Las Vegas has become very popular. If the Las Vegas fan base doesn't uh, support it. They've got enough visitors to come in to do that. Nashville, I think, is going to be yeah. in the same way. Speaking of the Predators, I was really happy to see Barry Trotz come back to Nashville as uh, general manager, and they've just hired Pekka Rene uh, to work for the team, and he is one of, one of the, the all-time favorites yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that'll, that can't be anything but a positive. Well, the best-kept secrets in the, at, this, at this radio station, at least, is the NHL draft is being held in Nashville. Uh, yes. Is it tomorrow? Or Saw that on the news last Thursday. night, and I've, I really was not aware of that. Yeah, uh, it's not as know, big a splash as the as the NFL was it? <laughs> well, of course, Major League Baseball draft is the one that goes under the radar for sure. It it, it makes no splash news at all. Yeah, NHL gets very little press because the NHL is is still uh, toward the bottom of that tier. But uh, NBA does, and uh, of course, a young man from just up the road here at Cane Ridge High School, the number two draft choice there, and then football, they just turned that into an absolute monster of a circus. Yeah, I get a little bit tired of of uh, all the draft talk, the mock mock drafts. Sure, everybody's got a mock draft. It doesn't amount to a hill of beans because these these guys are going to are going to pick players not according to anybody's mock draft. I saw a mock draft talking about Will Levitz in the NFL, for example. I saw one mock draft that had him going the number two overall player. Yeah. And wasn't drafted until the second round. Yeah. So that kind of tells you what, what they, they really do know. Okay, of course they don't know. Why, why would a team give up that kind of information? Yeah. You? It's, just, uh, it's just rumor and, you know, there are so many people making uh, – making a living off sports these days. No wonder there's so many rumors going around. I think they start rumors just, you know, there was a rumor started about the Titans were going to trade Derrick Henry. I don't think there was – nobody ever thought about trading Derrick Henry. Then there's a rumor about Tannehill being traded. I, I think people just make this stuff up just to sell their podcast or sell their you think, website or whatever. And, and you said something back about – 15 minutes ago is all about money you think it's yeah. the same thing isn't it <laughs> you know we make we make big money on this show but sure <laughs> uh, well i asked you about the uh, temperature of major league baseball L let's go back